0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Coming In Without Context. I am today's guest host, Lauren Lazaro, and I'm here with Dylan Yang and Hope Dolzheimer. Um, So we're going to actually kick Dylan out and start our conversation, and then he's going to come back in and join the conversation. All right.
1: That
2: yeah. might have been one of the best intros of...
1: <laughs> that
2: was thank very you.
0: professional <laughs> thank you so much
2: I was listening and I was like wow this sounds great <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so what I want to talk about today is how birth order affects children's personalities Ooh. so I first want to ask you Hope do you have any siblings
2: I have a younger brother <laughs> so yes
0: okay What's the age difference between you guys?
2: Uh, two years. So not
0: very. Okay. So yeah, that's not a lot. So I have an oldest brother. He's 25. Ooh. And then I have another brother who's 23. And then me, I'm almost 21. And then my younger sister, who is 16. So I'm oh one my of God. four.
2: I forgot that. Oh my God. I forgot I was 20. And that 25 is not that long. <laughs>
0: I know it sounds like a lot more than it actually is because I was like wait a second 25 means it's only five years because I was thinking like 25
2: wow they're so much older but it's really not that much.
0: nope it's really only a couple years for us which is scary (laughs) um but yeah so I just want to ask you do you have any first thoughts on birth order
2: Yeah, a little. I remember I took a child development class and it was kind of like sometimes went into like pseudosciencey things. I mean, a lot of times it wasn't. It was like actually talking about child development. But like at one point we did discuss like how birth order can affect kids mostly like as a like a fun topic for a day for the class. Um, And I don't really remember (laughs) what all the things discussed were. But I know like the common thought is that like oldest children are the most responsible and the youngest child's like the baby and the middle child wants to stand out and things like that. And I forget they had like the <laughs> we actually got like packets of what like the preconceived like notions of what kids were like actually were and like why and it was kind of funny, um, but I know in my own family, I'm definitely more responsible than my brother and definitely more hardworking than him. But I don't know if that's just because like, I don't want to say too much that it was based on the birth order. Though.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely not wrong. I think everyone's heard of like middle child syndrome mm-hmm. um, and how they usually tend to be like resentful and a little bit bitter just because of where they lie. Um, but for me, me and my siblings all grew up extremely differently and I think all four of us have had really different experiences. So mm-hmm. this is just a topic that I've always found really interesting because my oldest brother, he made a ton of mistakes and my parents probably like overparented him and they were really strict with him mm-hmm. and when he did make mistakes, they would punish him a lot and they also would give him a lot of responsibility um, and put a lot of blame on him and then if you contrast that with my youngest sister she is completely spoiled and she doesn't have to do anything for herself and my parents are I guess scared to be empty nesters and so they're kind of babying her still she's going to be a junior in high school And she still gets whatever she wants and they just don't want to let go. And then me and my other brother, who are both the middle children, we're more independent. And I think we both were, we weren't ignored when we were children, but we definitely had to do more things on our own. (laughs) And so we're actually the two that are living on our own. I live in an apartment by myself right now and he actually lives in Colorado by himself, so he's far away, and then my oldest brother and my sister are actually both living at home with my parents, so I think it is really interesting to compare the four of us and just see where we're at right now.
2: My uh, brother is definitely the more babied one out of the two of us, okay. Though I, I have Make to fun. say, yeah, um, but I wasn't, like, in, in like, my parents honestly didn't give me that many responsibilities, though, so I didn't have like the same experience that your older brother did. Because my parents um, are incredibly lax; like, they do not care what I do. Like, I could stay mm. out in high school to like three a.m.
0: and oh, they wow. okay. like
2: they didn't like there were there was a time I went to the movies and I ended up getting locked out of the house because I guess my dad just like forgot I was out and I didn't have a house <laughs> key. Oh <laughs> no crawl through a window at like 3 a.m. And then after that I got a house key. So now I have one, but it's never happened again. Um and like I know there's like um authoritarian parents and they're like authoritative. And then there's like the term for the parents that like don't do anything and they're whatever that is because mm-hmm. they just don't <laughs> yeah. they don't like really keep up with me. They're not strict. They're the opposite of strict. Um But that's been a problem for, like, my brother because it meant he could do whatever he wanted. And unlike, like, I was someone who always had, like, good grades in high school and had, like, personal initiative and, like, kind of ambition, but he doesn't. So that means, like, he stays in his room all day and, like, you know, like, my mom still cooks all his meals, does all his laundry, does the sheets and stuff. And, like, he can just play video games all day and there's, like, no repercussions for that. And I know like in high school, like he failed a bunch of classes because he just never learned how to do anything and like Mm -hmm. manage his own time Yeah, because my mom would always do it for him. So that's been like the really huge difference of like how their parenting style affected the two of us because I could see myself very easily have becoming like him if I didn't have the initiative because I'm really lazy at everything outside of academics. I don't have that I never had any structure growing up, like ever. So it's really hard to find that. I just somehow got very lucky <laughs> that I was able to yeah. create that when it comes to like classes and
0: things like that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think my sister's the same way. She has everything done for her. Like she's, mm-hmm. like you said, like she still gets her laundry done for her. But for me, since I've been a gymnast my whole life, I, learned to be independent at a really young age and I think I've been doing my own laundry since I was like 11 and so it's so so different between the two of us and her grades aren't the same that mine were because she has all this kind of like I guess not responsibility but like they allow her to do a lot more things than I was allowed to do and mm-hmm. I remember like when my brother was in high school I think my parents like found a little bottle of alcohol in his room and they immediately thought he was an alcoholic and sent him to AA meetings even though he was not an alcoholic
2: oh my god that's so freaked
0: out I know but he like wasn't an alcoholic and they were like oh yep you're going to AA meetings so he did that whole thing and then my sister is now 16 and she goes to parties every single weekend and my parents are well aware of it And they let her stay at her friend's house and they know that everyone's thinking and she doesn't really have a curfew. And it's just, it's crazy. And I honestly kind of feel bad for my brother because he did get like the short stick when it comes to that. But Mm. um, it seems like my parents kind of learned throughout the four of us what kind of styles work and what don't.
2: Oh my gosh. That's traumatic. I can't imagine going yeah. to AA as a high schooler unless you oh, i know. had like a serious serious
0: problem. I doubt. He oh did. I agree. No he definitely didn't and I think he was like 16 or 17 when he was going to those meetings and I know that it put a lot of resentment between him and my parents during that time.
2: Wow that's gonna take a while to process. Yeah. <laughs> because like I wasn't going to parties cuz I just wasn't that type of person but like even if my parents told me like multiple times like as long as I was honest with them didn't drive and like did all those things like they didn't care um mm-hmm. cuz they drink plenty so like yeah you know they can't really say one thing and do another um and so like it's so wild whenever I learn about like people who had really strict upbringings because there's a lot of things about like my own parents like parenting style that I kind of resent now that I look back. Like I didn't. They never taught me how to tie my shoes.
0: Like oh, no. Like
2: never. <laughs> I had to. I ended up. My mom would always buy me sketchers that you just like use the velcro for. So the I velcro honestly, lines. yeah, oh, I didn't learn how to tie shoes until middle school because I always had the velcro sneakers. And then eventually, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm going to get sneakers that have actual laces, like a normal kid. And I had to teach myself how to tie my own shoes in middle school. It was kind of like really anxiety inducing because like everyone else already yeah. knows how to do this. Why don't I? And so, so like, bet, yeah, it's like really weird looking back. <laughs> like yeah, like
0: mm-hmm. versus
2: parents who are, like kind of like helicoptery and like regulate everything and
0: like yeah, it's so yeah. odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my mom really didn't want me to make any of the mistakes that she made, so she was very on me <laughs> and everything that I did. But then it did kind of again put some resentment in between us so then for my sister I think she's dialed it back a bit which is
2: good. My parents um I think from an (laughs) from an early age already knew I was gonna I was already better (laughs) than they were because like they were like slackers in high school like okay they tell stories about how they'd go like smoking but Behind the bleachers, and my dad would always skip class. And like,
0: oh my god! By the
2: time he was in middle school, he had to like, he had he went to like a different program where instead of having class all day, they taught him survival skills at some point because they knew he wasn't going to be like gifted academically, or at least he didn't try enough to be like an academic type of person. So like, (laughs) every semester in middle school, he'd go on a three week camping trip and live in the wilderness to learn survival skills. And then oh by the time God. he was in high school, like he went to like vocational school and stuff. And my mom was like, <laughs> my mom is the second youngest child in her family because we were talking about where they are. My dad was the youngest child in his family. My mom was the second youngest child of eight. So she had oh, wow. seven siblings okay. um, and her parents divorced when she was like a teenager, kind of around that age. So she was, Mm -hmm. like, really resentful when she was a teen. She was, like, trying to get back at them. So she was, rebellious.
0: yeah, yeah,
2: she was really rebellious. And since she was the youngest child, she was a little, I think, like, spoiled. And, like, her dad had been very wealthy. So, like, losing him and he went to marry someone else, like, Mm -hmm. kind of got, like, her lifestyle taken away from her. So she was, like, this spoiled, like, last child type of thing. And then all of a sudden she wasn't. And so, like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's impacted a lot of, like, so she was really rebellious and stuff. So it's just kind of interesting to see, like, how those experiences with me being like this great student, like, got put in the gifted program in elementary <laughs> school. They were like, okay, she can do what she wants because she's already yes, doing, like better than exactly. we were.
0: In we can give her some responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, <laughs> So I also want to ask you what your opinion is on children that have siblings and grew up with siblings versus only children. I feel like
2: my own personal experience has been that only children are like more, I don't want to say spoiled because they're not, I don't, I don't think that's the right word, but like they don't quite understand other people's experiences as well who do have siblings and a lot of times Mm -hmm. like I feel like aren't as socially adjusted but not in like a they don't know how to carry a conversation type of way but like Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't know how to like handle relationships with other people this is going to come out really bad because I know well Dylan's pretty much an only sibling even though he's not because he's an older brother but like I had a friend in high school who was actually an only sibling And, like, her, all of her relationships in high school were really toxic. Um, And even though, like, if you spoke with her, like, as a friend, she'd be fine. But whenever she entered a relationship with someone, like, she didn't know how to handle it. And she would pretty much, like, everything they did, she would kind of, like, absorb. And she kind of lost her personality a bit. And I feel like with other times I've, like, interacted with, like, only children in my life, they just don't quite they, there's always something like off in their relationships with other people where they sometimes like get in arguments more or like, they just, I don't know. (laughs) I'm probably, I could be entirely wrong. And it's just the people I met that were only children.
0: No, I think you're spot on. Um, I think a lot of times only children don't learn a lot of valuable skills as they're as they're, yeah, like growing up and maturing, such as like learning how to share, um, learning how to just coexist with someone or share a room with someone or just have a normal conversation. Um so we definitely do see those differences. Hi Dylan, do you have any thoughts?
1: Um well, I have an older brother who's 11 years older than me, so I've always felt like an only child. Um, I mean, I have memories of Him bullying me and threatening to drop me over the railing from the second floor onto the stairs. Uh, It's not
0: dark at all.
1: (laughs) But I, I, you know. How old were
0: you when he did that? (laughs)
1: um, Definitely elementary school, so maybe seven. I'm not. He
2: would have been like 18 and doing that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he was in high school um, and then he graduated and then I went into middle school and then he was just basically gone for the rest of the time cuz you know college and then and then be getting a job you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: well now he's uh he's a fully functioning adult he's uh he's married he's got two dogs but um you know I turned out pretty well uh as a pseudo only child
0: <laughs> yeah so actually my dad he uh in his company he does a lot of the hiring process and he once told me that He usually tries to work into the conversation during an interview somehow to ask if the uh, person is an only child or whether they have siblings and not as an actual interview question like do you have any siblings but he would ask something like well tell me about your childhood growing up or your experiences with siblings or anything like that because he finds that well he works in a he works in biotech in clinical trials so it's a lot of teamwork environment and he finds that people who grew up with siblings often thrive in a teamwork environment better than only children because only children sometimes haven't ever experienced working with others so he does sometimes try and see if the person has had siblings as part of the interview
1: this might be going off topic but I feel like group work that they make you do in schools is just so useless. Theoretically, it's supposed to teach you how to work in a group and how to like delegate jobs and stuff. But in practice, it just never works out that way, I guess. Like there's no structure or hierarchy to the groups. And Mm -hmm. they're either like, you get to pick your your friends and you just goof around or you get assigned to people. And then that's, at, at best, you you manage to get the, the task done. <laughs> but at worst, it's just a whole mess and you you get a failing grade, right?
0: Yeah. And I think we probably all experienced having to do all the work in the group project.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in a like global economy class and half the students in it were international students studies majors like I was and then half were business majors and apparently, like the teacher knowing the professor knowing that like a lot of the students were business majors made us come up with these like compacts so like it would prepare them for like when they had to do teamwork um activities and like we had to come up with hierarchies and we had to come up with like agreements and like understand our roles in the group and try and get everyone to delegate and it just didn't end up that way and I have bad experience with business majors personally from that class because a lot of them just didn't want to do the work and I ended up like making everything and doing everything and it didn't matter that we had these compacts because people could just like lie on the assignment like it's not like there was actual supervision over who did what even if we had to write out like who did what. So I know a lot of in the business world at our college, they try and like emulate that sort of thing, but I don't think it's very
1: successful. Like you were saying, Dylan. <laughs> I mean, there's just nothing at stake there, right? At worst, you get a failing grade on one assignment, right? And that's not right, yeah. your overall grade. And like, it's, I mean, we wouldn't know because we don't work in the business world, but I would assume professionally, it's literally attached to your job. If you do not do the work, you will get a poor evaluation from coworkers, from your our supervisor, and then um, you will be fired. And that's that's your main income, right? And that's just going to be gone if you don't do your job. So mm-hmm. in in college or in school, you're, you can laze off. And then if you have someone in your group that actually cares about their grade, they will inevitably end up doing all the work and you will have no, no consequence. Even if they, you know how they give you the forms afterwards, like the teacher gives you the form and it's like, oh, report on your your classmates and how they did. And there's nothing that comes from that, right? So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so I definitely agree with all of that. Um but okay, so I guess Dylan, we had different experiences because although you do have a brother he's a lot older than you
1: um
0: but for me when I was in middle school high school etc I always had siblings in the house
2: yeah
0: um so I always had people around but I think like my younger sister has had more of an experience like you where she's now alone in the house and has to kind of navigate it that way do you feel like a stereotypical youngest child
1: um, honestly, not at all. I think because of my situation where my brother wasn't here most of the time, like I never really had to fight for anything. In um, mm-hmm. my situation, like if I go into detail about it, it's kind of, well, not unique, but it's kind of, it's, it's unusual, I guess, because um, my mom was with a different husband when they had my brother. And so my brother actually has two um, like twin half sisters as well, and I and me and him are technically half brothers um, because only our mom cared, um, and my mom remarried to my dad, and then they had me. So, you know, it's it's a and he, <laughs> we have a whole mess of last names where I have my dad's last name, my mom has her own last her maiden last name, and then my brother has his dad's last name. So there's three unique surnames in our family. I mean, I'm sure there's like a whole thing about parents, you know, caring for their children differently. Like, you know, there's the stereotype where the the first child gets a lot of attention, right? But then if there's ever um, a a second child, they start getting attention, but they get less spoiled than the first child. Because I think it's
2: the opposite. (laughs) The stereotype's definitely the
1: opposite. (laughs) I heard it's like the parents... After the first, the, for the first kid, the parents are like, oh shoot, we don't, we don't know what we're doing. We need to like really. Oh, you
2: mean when they're a baby?
1: Yeah. When they're a baby, but oh, then, okay. but then after for the second child, once the first child's like after their babyhood, they're like, oh, okay. We've experienced it before. Now we know what we're doing. We don't need to give as much. We don't need to be as cautious with this second one. Cause we, we have the experience now. So there's that aspect to it. But then there's also the switch of attention where. Um, now the first child is no longer getting the same amount of attention they had previously, and they have to share it with their younger sibling, um, which is mo- what you might be referring to. But like, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole like complex dynamic for that thing.
2: Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. Where babies, like as they mm-hmm. get have more babies, they pay less attention to them. But I think the stereotype is typically that the youngest sibling ends up getting the most attention, like throughout their life.
1: I mean, yeah, that just that just makes sense in a way because they are the mo- the least developed <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like mentally and, and also physically. Um, do you guys know about that show Malcolm in the Middle? I've never watched. Yeah, it. I always yes. saw like and it was always after the cartoons I watched when I was a kid, uh, and I think it was based on that concept. But wasn't there a, this this whole conversation has been reminding me of a thing. Wasn't there something where it's like the depending on what number sibling you are, you're more likely to have certain traits that lead you to a certain type of job or something? Um, I don't know if you guys were discussing that, but like.
0: Yeah, I think you're definitely going on like some of the things you're we talking about is that each child has different personality traits. Like for me, my brother probably had it like the hardest because my parents were the most strict on him and they also like for example they he didn't get a phone till he was like 16 Mm. whereas my youngest sister got a phone when she was maybe 10 or 11 and she's also really really spoiled and gets whatever she asked for and is just has had an entirely different experience than the other three of us because my parents just give her whatever she wants and let her do whatever she wants. And she just has a lot of freedom. And then there's me and my other brother who are the middle children, and we're very similar. Um, So I think all four of us have a lot of different personality traits.
1: I think I've definitely felt that um, now that you bring it up. My brother, according to what I've heard from my parents, he was raised uh, more strictly than I was, and I've had a few life experiences where when I was younger, my parents would try to be strict with me, but then i I really resisted it and rebelled. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was pre-puberty. so it wasn't attached to like teenage like stereotypical rebellion, but yeah, they they've been much more lax and I'm probably I'm definitely spoiled, um, especially in terms of um, my like my family's economic place because when they had my brother, they, it was just my mom for a while because she got divorced and then they were just living in like an apartment and she was working at a restaurant. Like it wasn't, it was financially difficult. Right. But when I was growing up, I've always never had to worry about finances because my, my mom has a pretty good job in pharma as a pharmaceutical manager. um, And my dad also working. And so where my brother probably <laughs> he, he's in business now, by the way, in fi- finance finances in New York City. So perhaps you could say that like money is more of a concern for him um, because of how his upbringing compared to me, where I i i'm not i'm not like spoiled in that like I'm buying stuff constantly or like wasting money. Um, I'm definitely more frugal. Hope knows this, but <laughs> but it's also not as much as a concern or priority for me. Um, and I'm not constantly thinking
0: about it. Yeah, I think that kind of relates to my family as well. Um, so there's two years in between the first three children, and then there's four years in between me and my sister. So me and my two brothers kind of grew up closer age than my sister. And what like when we were growing up, we never like we my family didn't buy a lot of things, didn't really buy a lot of new clothes, like never went out to eat and things like that. And now my sister is the complete opposite. She gets like new clothes every single week. They go out to dinner all the time. And so she just has grown up differently than us. Um, and she's used to that lifestyle. And so when we try and like tell her about how when we were younger, we didn't have those same sort of luxuries. <laughs> she just doesn't understand.
1: I love that that you saying that sounds exactly like like a parent or like a grandparent saying that to their, <laughs> their kids. like my parents have definitely said to me before like oh when we were growing up we didn't we barely had food to eat I mean I mean to be fair oh, I yeah. grew up in communist China during like uh, economic crisis uh, so yeah, yeah. that's definitely drastically different but it's just like that that cliche
2: oh it yeah really- that's an <laughs> My dad always tells this story about when he was a kid like his parents would mix milk and water together to like (laughs) water down the milk to make sure everyone could have milk but because they didn't want to like go and buy too much or something but he also had a like a vastly different upbringing than I did because like I currently live in the house that he grew up in and it's a two-bedroom house that had like one bathroom and it was his parents and then four boys he was the youngest of four and like i had to share my room with my brother for like up until like 7th grade but i couldn't imagine there was like there's definitely not enough space in that room for like four people like i can't imagine how he grew up with three other brothers in there so like like his economic situation was vastly different from mine and i think that's like it's really interesting to hear those stories
0: cuz it's so so different mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, this might be a really forward question, and I don't mean to put you guys in an awkward position, but individually, have you thought about the future having kids and whether you want them to have siblings or not?
1: Hope, would you like to go first?
0: Oh, God. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to have kids, so I'm just going to leave it there.
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 um I I grew up with like the cultural thing <laughs> cultural thing. I don't know how else to describe it because it's like you know how you're I don't know if you either of you two have experienced this but like your like grandparents, your relatives are all like oh, you need to continue the bloodline. <laughs>
0: right.
1: So we just want to have grandchildren we just want to like you know have some fun with them and and Mm -hmm. them and um so I've always had that growing up and I never really paid much attention to it but but probably it's it's been like uh subconsciously instilled in me that to want kids because I, I can't imagine what I would spend my time doing in the in the future as an adult like, maybe that's just also because, you know, I, I've been observing my parents for for 20 years, right? And I've only I've mostly interact with um, other adults who have kids, right? I, if, if, if speaking on like going through school, right, you, you hang out with teachers who are adults who literally spend their time all day with kids. you If you go to your friend's house and interact with their parents, those are people with kids. Um, So it's very rare that growing up, you're going to interact with people, with adults specifically, who don't have kids, um, interestingly enough. But so, yeah, I've always had that in my head, uh, in my mental image for the future that I would have kids. Um, And I think I would have like, well, I would prefer a daughter, (laughs) maybe multiple daughters. um, But I wouldn't mind having like a a son-daughter duo. I can't imagine having two sons or more. Um, That's a bit weird for me. But then also my thinking has kind of changed recently, probably from being around hope because she <laughs> does not want kids. Um, but like also just, uh, I guess, sort of growing up and seeing the, the, the expenses and like the hardships that come with it. Um, there's actually, I'm pretty sure there's a movement in the U.S. among young people to not have kids because... It's just so expensive, right? Like mm-hmm. our generation and and around that can't even afford housing. There aren't good, well-paying jobs, um, and so it's just a whole thing. It's a it's a whole a shift, a cultural shift, a shift in the zeitgeist. If I'm using that correctly, I don't. <laughs> am. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of factors in that. Yeah.
0: So I actually don't want kids either. Yeah, um, I feel like guys
2: <laughs> always say they want kids and girls always say they don't want kids because they're yeah. the ones who actually have to like give birth. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, that, it's, the
0: whole, it's the whole giving birth thing, but it's also, there's a few other reasons. I think one of the reasons is it's a lot of responsibility and I'm really nervous that I would be responsible for messing up their life um, if I were to just, be a bad parent or make a decision that was life altering or something like that. And that's a lot of weight. And then the selfish reason is I don't want to put my life and my goals on hold Mm -hmm. just for these children. I want to make sure I can travel the world and Mm -hmm. follow my passion and do what I want to do and not be tied down to caring for these children. And sometimes kids can be really difficult and annoying at times so i don't want to have kids and then end up regretting it.
2: That's fair. Yeah, the the biggest thing for me is that i've always wanted to travel my whole life mm-hmm. and i can't do that with kids and also just yep. like my upbringing wasn't like, the greatest thing ever and i don't want to
0: <laughs>
2: I don't want to do that and i like i'm selfish i just want to spend my money and travel. Like i've literally yep, me too. i've had to wait my whole life to be able to do that cuz my family doesn't travel ever and so like I'm going abroad, actually, I'm leaving in a week to go study abroad for the year, and this is, like, I've had other opportunities through, like, high school to go abroad, but, like, I want to be able to keep doing this, and I know if I have kids, that's way more restricted, and considering I've had to wait this long to do that already, and, like, I I don't want to put it on
0: hold ever. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. I've never been out of the country. Oh, really? So... Yeah, unless you count Canada, but I've really only been there, like, once. Yeah. Um, And, like, I do want to be able to, like, do things, and I have so many life goals, so I am being selfish when I say I don't want to have kids, and who knows, I might change my mind, but Mm -hmm. as of right now, I don't want kids.
2: Yeah, I've thought about it before, Um, like, if I ever had kids, what would it be like? And I've thought about, like, adopting or fostering, because, like, there's already so many kids that like don't have homes I also don't yeah. like babies like I specifically don't like babies. <laughs> toddlers up oh, great right. like I just there's they're not cute you have to like do their diapers and stuff it's just yeah not, and they're
0: crying and
2: yeah yeah, yeah. I think toddlers mm-hmm. are adorable but that's the age where it starts like before that it's not cute I don't know yeah um
0: <laughs> so I thought about like I adopting
2: like an older kid like, that's been
0: yeah I, I have two. mm-hmm but I think all that being said, and me not wanting kids and everything, also, my siblings are my best friends, and they're the most important thing to me, and I wouldn't change it for the world. So, if I did have kids, I would want to have multiple. And, like, my family's so important to me, so I don't know. Like, I might want to replicate that. My family's
2: not Super important to <laughs> me, and I hate my brother. We have a very, uh, at this point, just like a coexisting relationship. But um, okay. when we were kids, we really didn't like each other, and at the point we are now, we just don't talk, and that's just the easiest way of going about things because we okay. have very different world views and just like very different personalities.
0: <laughs> and so, it okay, so you've probably heard this before. Your parents have probably told you that's going to change. And I, so like, I relate to that a lot because the brother, who's only two years older than me, we were in high school together. We were very close in age. And when we were growing up, we never spoke ever. We would see like pass each other in the hallway of our house and not even look at each other. We wouldn't, he would drive me to school. We wouldn't say a word. And it was just so awkward. And I knew it was because there was some jealousy between between us, um, because I was a very high level gymnast. And so my parents were always rearranging their schedules for me and for my practice. And he was kind of getting ignored. And so I know there was a lot of resentment. And so him and I didn't get along for years. And I never thought that we would. And then a few months ago, I told you, he moved to Colorado, and he's been living there for a while. But a few months ago, he came back for a few days for his birthday. And we actually had our first conversation in years. We both sat down and just talked about life for about two hours. And he admitted to being jealous of me. Um, But he said that now he is so happy with his own life and he's found his own passion that he no longer resents me for anything. Um, And he told me that he loves me, which he's never, ever said before. Um, and he told me he's proud of me and things like that. So I would still hold out some hope there. Hope. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, I'm mostly the one who doesn't uh, want a relationship with him. Um, He, I, even just the other day, like we have had conversations, but very rarely. Very different from me. Okay, I ways. see.
0: So just like <laughs> conflicting personalities.
2: It's very conflicting personalities. He's okay. also like, I'm more on the quiet side of things, and he will talk and talk as ever. And he has, I feel like, very little, he, he doesn't understand social cues. <laughs> so it's just, a, there's a lot of factors.
1: So mm-hmm. uh, I was going to say that um, that probably wouldn't happen because Hope would have to be the one to initiate that, and she, yeah. she would not you dislike him more than he dislikes you and obviously oh, I
2: yeah he does that that's absolutely like, true like <laughs> i i'm
1: like he's whenever i come over to visit he's fine to like talk to you and stuff and your interactions might be like a little tense but they're not like he, i don't sense any hate coming from him um oh, it's no just on your end <laughs>
2: <laughs> at this point <laughs> and there's no hate coming from him um Uh, I dislike him more than he dislikes me. It's, like, 100% true. I just don't enjoy being around him, like, as a person. It's, yeah. (laughs) Maybe if he changes. He's starting to figure his life
0: out a bit, but we'll see. Yeah, he could mature. I guess that's just a waiting game.
1: Well, I'm going to, I want to return to your original point, Lauren, about having... Um, I'm not, I'm not, I promise I'm not trying to convince either of you about anything. These are Uh
0: statements,
1: but uh, okay. So it's totally fair that like the pregnancy thing uh, as a guy, I don't have to worry about that. So, so I, yeah, sucks for you too. (laughs) Um, Also, I think one of the driving reasons for me, like mentally is that I, I imagine when I get really old, like post retirement and everything. And sure. Like maybe at that age, you can still travel and do what you want and you you'll have everything figured out. But I, I'm like, I'm fear. I'm dreading the loneliness that, that might come then, because you know, your parents are going to be gone. Uh, you don't know what relatives you're going to have left. And if you don't have kids, there's no, there's not, there's no family that, no family there for you. There's no one there mm-hmm. to take care of you to look out for you. Um, and it, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but it's possible that your kids pass away before you do. But at least you have that connection. And yeah, it is, it is, it sounds selfish because you're like, you're, I'm looking out for myself and my how I'll feel then. But I, f- I feel like that's definitely something that's in the back of my mind um, for this discussion. And then another point. Um, is that I've been speaking with a lot of uh, alums from my college who are all like full adults, um, various ages, like I've spoken to people as young as or uh, late 20s and as old as like 70, 80. <laughs> and I have noticed that um, the, the, the people without children Some of them have been retired at like age sixty, whereas the people who have said they had kids um, might still be working into their seventies. But you know, that's not that's not correlational. Uh, I mean, it is, (laughs) but it's not it's not directly uh, directly correlational. Like, you know, some of them enjoy their jobs and and just want to keep working. But you know, I'm just just put that out there for for economic reasons.
0: (laughs) I do like the point you brought up about having like the loneliness when you grow older because that's one of the factors that's pushing me to have kids is like who's gonna take care of me when I'm old so that's also just in the back of my mind
2: I personally can't imagine myself old so it's not a convincing
1: argument for me <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> wow <hope. laughs>
2: I don't know like I grew up thinking that I wouldn't make it to like age eight just for like whatever reason and now i've able i i can see to like age 30 but we'll see i have to get further before i can see myself at an older age
1: you got to start planning ahead hope
2: i plan i just don't plan like 50 years of my life
0: <laughs>
2: I, that plan far like ahead. Two, I plan like i plan two years at a time okay and i change i change the plans and replan
1: <laughs> i don't plan ahead short term at all, but like I have I have ideals for my long term without any specific steps to get there. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you have both your um your dad's set of parents, still your your dad's grand your grandparents on your dad's side hope. Yeah. Um, but I have so I have both of my dad's my paternal grandparents. I have both of my paternal grandparents um still alive um, and they, and I have an aunt and she's married. Um, and I have other relatives on my mother's side who I, I read there. I never interact with them. Like when I went back to China, I would interact with them and they're all very nice, but I have no extended family in direct contact with me, uh, especially with the language barrier. But then my, my maternal grandmother is still alive, but I've never met my maternal grandfather. And just, she lives alone in an apartment in Boston and we visit her um, every weekend or like we take her out to lunch or something. But just like having that, seeing that loneliness, I guess, is very sad and very scary. Um, Like just, (laughs) uh, just, uh, I don't know if you've ever had that hope, but seeing like what, what Your life could be through your, through your grandparents?
2: Well, my, my grandparents still have each other, like, and then my mom's parents, like, they got divorced, and so, like, her mother never remarried, um, but she, like, had her eight kids, so I guess she did have people in her life, um, but my grandfather's relationship with like my mom and like the younger sister was way more strained because he got divorced when they were still kids versus like her oldest sister who still had a close relationship with them because she was like out of the house and everything by the time they divorced but he like remarried had more kids he had 11 kids total like how what that's so many children um but like I don't know. I don't think he had a close relationship with his kids. I think he chose career over kids, to be honest. Whereas my grandmother chose kids.
0: Yeah, one of my best friends, she's one of nine. And parents are divorced also. And the mom isn't really around. So it kind of happened that like the older kids were just like raising the younger kids. Okay, well, I can wrap it up with a final question. Um, Do you guys think that the personality traits of children based on their birth order have to do with the parents and the fact that they have more experience once they get to the next child? Or do you think it's just completely unrelated to that?
1: I think it is completely related to that. You know, it's hard to say how much of an influence genetics, your your personal genes have on your personality and such. Um, you know, it's the whole nurture versus nature debate. And it's completely unethical to raise a kid just without any interaction, human interaction. Um, they tried that once and, you know, we didn't get anything out of it. And it was also, that was hella sketch. But anyway, um, if if you are assuming that like most babies are blank slates and everything they get is either from their parents um at first and then their their friends later then i think it, i think it's then it's completely based on how the parents interact with them um because i can i can imagine i don't i don't know anyone like this but i can imagine like groups of siblings that have been raised specifically um like equally by their parents if that makes sense like with no preference, with no uh, discrimination, which is a weird word to use. But um, I can imagine that they might not have the stereotypical traits assigned to, um, like, firstborn, secondborn, like, you know, position. I think it is completely based on how the parents raise them. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I have to agree that it's mostly based on how the parents. Raised them. Uh, the kids, Mm -hmm. because it just happens that, like, it makes sense that the oldest child feels like they have more responsibility because, like, they're the first one that probably gets, like, chores and responsibilities, just in general, Um, and that, like, I think what I said earlier that, like, the youngest child is stereotypically the one that gets the most attention, Dylan was like, oh, yeah, that just makes
0: sense because, like,
2: they're the youngest, so Mm -hmm. it does kind of, like, just work out that way.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree with both of you. And because just like the parents, for example, like applying for college, the parents have no idea what they're doing with the first kid. And then by the time they get to the last one, they kind of have the process down depending on how many kids they have. Okay, Dylan, so what do you think was the original topic?
1: Um, I think it was on child birth order
0: yes you are absolutely correct
1: when I first came in I thought you guys were talking about well I thought you were talking about just relationships at first and then I picked up that it was about relationships to kids but then I then you know we kept going and it was it was just about kids so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah because we were a little off topic right when you came in because we were talking about how only children sometimes put themselves in toxic relationships like romantic Ooh. relationships Ooh, damn. Um, because just because we were talking about like the characteristics of each uh child based on their birth order
1: all right um yeah so that was this episode of coming in without context thank you, lauren for for hosting
0: thanks for having me
1: i was only here for half of it but i'm sure it was I'm, <laughs> it was wonderful
0: Yes, been
1: a glass. Um, yeah. So this is probably our last episode for a while, since both Hope and I are going abroad, um, and I don't know if I will be able to edit episodes abroad. So either this is this show will die, or we'll start again next summer, or maybe it will continue, or rise up like a phoenix, and mm. it'll be more glorious than ever and then millions of people will listen to it and then I'll and I'll have a steady income and I won't have to get a job a real job
0: <laughs> that'd be cool but then we'd get in trouble with the chinese government
1: yeah, yeah. right <laughs> uh lauren do you have anything any last words anything you want to like promote
0: um thanks for listening everybody i don't want to see you follow my social media because they don't really use it so (laughs) have a nice day I guess uh
1: yeah and uh share this podcast with your friends yeah all right